Hallelujah. Glory to God. Lord, we love you so much today. My, my, just, you know what? You know, during online and things like that, I know some people still love God and praise God. But man, I tell you, now that we're back, it's time to get back in the habit of just praising God with everything. Give it all you got. You know, lift your voice. The scripture says, lift that voice. Lift it. Lift that voice. And, and uh, magnify him. It's, you know, it's all, it's all these words that you get this image of lift, magnify, exalt. And uh, with your might, you know, do it with everything you got, you know. And uh, Man, I'm excited today. I tell you, I'm just excited for the Lord. And uh, appreciate you being here today. And uh, Brother Griever, glad you're here with us this morning. And uh, he'll, he's going to be preaching. You're preaching for Brother Cold Day, is that right? Yes, sir. So he'll be, if you see him cut out during the next service, he's not upset or anything. He's, he's going to do what he does. He's a great preacher, and he's going to preach for Brother Cole. So we're glad he's here with us for a little bit this morning. Isaiah 9 and 6, if you have your Bibles. I know I want somebody to wake up and say, wait, is it December already? Hey, let me give you a piece of advice. Don't just nail down scriptures to seasons. Yeah, come on. If that's the only time you ever read this scripture, man, you're, you're, you're spending a whole year without some great encouragement. Well, all right. We're in the second lesson on the prince of, or the peace of God, and uh, I'm excited. I just love that peace, peace, wonderful peace coming down from the Father. Well, I tell you, I love the peace of God. Isaiah 9 and 6, for unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Today we're going to talk about the Prince of Peace. Let's pray for the lesson today. Jesus, we love you so much. Thank you for being our hope and our peace. We thank you today for the peace of God that passes all understanding. Lord, it keeps us, our minds and our spirits. Lord, we love you for it. Bless the preaching and teaching of your word. Help us to receive it in our hearts in good ground that we can be better, be more like you, be ready to meet you when you come. We ask it in Jesus' name, and everyone said amen. One more hand clap and shout to the Lord for his word today. What a great God. Thankful for the Prince of Peace today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He is the Prince of Peace. You can be seated this morning. The wonderful thing about uh, Isaiah 9 and 6 is after it names all these things, we know that it's talking about Jesus. We know that. Uh, this is a, as much a, a deity scripture as it is anything. It helps us to tie who Jesus Christ really is uh, to all the, the titles that he has. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father. Who's that? The, the son, the child that was born. That's who he is. But the Prince of Peace. And then it says leads off into the next verse with, of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. You know, that's 
when the Lord was ready to leave this world, he said, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world gives, he said, but, but it's my peace. And it's, it's a peace that stays with you. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Uh, why would anybody not stay with Jesus? Uh, I just don't have no peace in this world. Well, have you left him? Because if you, if you got him, you should have peace. Because he lives inside of us. We should have the peace of God flowing through us if we have the Prince of Peace in our life. If he is our Lord, he is our master, if he's that that Prince of Peace sitting on that throne, then we should have the peace of God in our life. And that's one thing we mentioned last week, that the presence of trouble or trial or tribulation uh, does not necessarily mean the absence of peace. You know, you could be... uh, you know, if there was a storm outside and, you know, you knew a storm, a tornado, something's coming and you've got a storm shelter, you could go and get in that shelter. You know that you're not going to be harmed by this storm. There's a, you may not like the storm. You don't like what's happening because of the storm, but you know you're going to be all right because you are sheltered. The Bible says the name of the Lord, the Prince of Peace, is a strong tower that the righteous run into and they're safe. And so it doesn't mean that uh, we don't or that we just necessarily love the storms or we love the trials and we love the tests, but uh, God gave us something to get through it. He gave us uh, his word. He gave us his promises. He, he came and lived inside of us. The Prince of Peace moved in and he brought all that he is with him when he came. So that's, that's the great thing about it. When he moved in, all that came with him. You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. When you receive the Holy Ghost, you have, now, here's the thing, you have access, but you have to access it. (laughs) You have access, but you've got to access it. You can have power, I've I've used this analogy before, but you can have power uh, to your house, but if you never flip the switch up, you're sitting in the dark. You, you, everything has a switch, and, and so there, there are times when you need peace, and so you uh, access the Prince of Peace. There's time when you need uh, the, that comforter, and so you access the comforter. There's time when you need instruction, and, and so you access that instructor that leads you into all truth. And, and there's times when you need that, uh, uh, well, there's times when you don't know what you need, so you just access it. <laughs> because the Spirit says when we don't know what to pray, so the Spirit makes intercession for us, and so the Spirit helpeth our infirmities. Sometimes our infirmity uh, is a lack of peace, but then when we access the Spirit, we get peace. Yeah, aren't you thankful for the fruit of the Spirit? Aren't you thankful for all the things that come with that? So I'm thankful today that we have this Prince of Peace, and while he walked this earth, he, he showed that, that he was that Prince of Peace. In other words, Uh, He had the authority to make things peaceful. That's what's so great. He's the prince of peace. Why is he the, you know, it's like if you're the prince of darkness, I guess. It's because you you got power in the darkness, you know. But if you're the prince of peace, you have authority in peace, and you have ability in peace, and you get to control peace and, and distribute peace. In the book of Mark, 
we find where the Lord and the disciples are about to get into a boat. He said, let's go over to the other side. Okay, I'll go where you go, Jesus. Well, we're quick to jump in the boat with him. If Jesus says, let's go somewhere, well, let's go. We're going with him. He's been healing the sick, raising the dead, feeding multitudes. Man, ain't nothing he can't do. We believe in him. They get in the boat. Jesus goes to sleep, and here comes the storm. Begins to rock the boat, begins to tear the boat up, and, and water coming into the boat, and he's sleeping through all of it. And they were so afraid that they went and to wake him, said, don't you care that we're about to perish? And Jesus gets up, walks out to the, uh, I just pictured walking out to that rail of that boat, and looks out there, and in Mark 4 and 39, it says, he arose, and he rebuked the wind, and said unto the sea, peace be still. And the wind uh, ceased, and then there was a great calm. Whenever the storm meets the word, the storm loses every time. (laughs) Yeah, man. That song she sings, where did the wind go? Who stopped the rain? Uh, You know, boy, when he says enough, (laughs) woo! (laughs) When he says enough. Well, it's just got to go. Well, it can be just rocking my boat. But when he says that's enough, it's got to go. I can be a little fearful and a little faithless at times, but it doesn't stop his power and his majesty. And sometimes uh, hey, he'll just step out and he'll calm the storm. And he, he says, and I, you know, I was reading this today. I never just noticed that it, the way it's kind of broke up. It says he rebuked the wind. I don't know what he said to the wind. He, he rebuked it, but he said to the sea. And I've got to thinking sometimes that in Scripture, the sea is a reference to peoples. And I said, you know, he'll rebuke what's coming against you, and then he'll tell you, us, just be calm. He'll speak peace to his people. He'll rebuke that enemy. He'll rebuke that storm. He'll rebuke that trial. He'll rebuke that attack. And he'll look at us and say, Hey, child, just be still. Peace, be still. You ever heard, heard that old song, sometimes he calms the storm, but then sometimes he calms the child? Well, this time he did it both. He rebuked that wind. You know, that could be actually, you could compare that to a spiritual attack because he made reference to the spirit. He said that, you know, the wind blows where it lists and you don't know which way it's going, which way it comes. Well, sometimes we get under an attack I mean, it takes that name of Jesus. It takes a rebuke from the master. But let me tell you, there's something else that comes. He always has a word for his children. Peace, be still. When Moses and Israel were standing on the banks of the Red Sea and they saw that uh, army coming down behind them, oh, they turned on that man and said, what have you done and where have you brought us to? Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. You know, and let me tell you, that sea went to opening up. I don't know uh, what you would have thought. I don't know what I would have thought, but it was their way out. And sometimes God just has a word for his people to remind them, I've got this under control. Peace be still. I'm glad today that Jesus has that kind of authority. He is the prince of peace. And when he said, peace be still, there was a great calm. Now, I get it, the, the, the wind stopped and the water got still. But the people got still, too. Yeah. Also, have you ever just 
through hearing his word or reading his word, all of a sudden just peace. Well, I, I want to get to a place that when I'm going through something, if I read in his word, where he'll never leave or forsake me, that it's not, it, it hadn't just become so familiar that it's just a catchphrase, but all of a sudden I feel the presence of the prince. I, I want to just think about Psalm 23 when someone passes away, but I want to remember, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thy rod and thy staff comforts me. I want to remember that he's there, that I have never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread. I want to remember, you know, I, I say this all the time, but <coughs> excuse me, I have seen the righteous in just about every situation you could see him in. I've seen him sick, I've seen him hurt, I've seen him betrayed, I've seen him uh, desperate, I've seen him broke, I've seen him heartbroken but I've never seen him forsaken. And so that, that's, the, you know, we think, well, they're righteous. Ain't nothing wrong in their life. Hey, guess what? Righteous people have trouble too. And the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous. He's watching all of it. And he knew, let me tell you, he knew what was coming that day. But when they saw what he could do, now they had watched him do all kinds of miracles, but they had never seen him do this. And it caused them to say, what manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea will obey him? This uh, question about his humanity was a revelation about his deity. What manner of man is this? It, it, it spoke to who he was. If you're the master of something, if you're the creator of something, you've got control over it. And the, the scripture tells us, John wrote it in the first chapter of his gospel, that all things were made by him. They were made by him, and there was not nothing made that is made that was made without him. He made it all. He created it all. And so the one who said, let there be in Genesis, is the same one who said, peace be still in the book of Mark. It was the creator, when he, he spoke one time and brought it to pass, and he spoke again. He said, I can shut it down. He's the master of it all. The disciples wanted to know, what manner of man is this? Do you know who you serve? It begs the question to you and I today when we get in the middle of a trial because see, we have the benefit of these scriptures. We have the benefit of these testimonies of what Jesus can do. And, and so when we get in the middle of a trial and test, we start throwing our hands up. Do we know what manner of man we serve. Do we know who Jesus really is, that King of kings and Lord of lords? He is the Prince of Peace. He's got the authority to rebuke the wind. He's got the authority to calm the saint. He's got the authority to do it all. He is the Prince of Peace. And so we read this story, and there's the example that Jesus gives in his humanity, is one thing is to just uh, be calm in the middle of a storm. He rested during the crisis. While the boat was rocking, he was just rocking to sleep. He wasn't up losing his mind. He was, he was on a pillow. He was uh, laying there. Maybe, it's, you know, uh, Psalm 4 and 8 says this, 
I will both lay me down in peace and sleep. Why? For thou, Lord, only make me dwell in safety. Man, when you know that God is watching over you, you know, we used to teach him kids, now I lay me down to sleep. And, uh, but you know what? We, we're trying to teach them that Lord, the Lord's looking out for them. It probably scares a lot of them when they're little. They don't really, that's, I mean, there's somebody watching me while I sleep, but, but you know, they don't understand it yet, but you're trying to teach them that God is watching out for you. And we need to remember sometimes that God is always watching out. So I can lay down at night. I can, and not just lay there, because some people just lay there. But I can sleep. How could you sleep right now? Because he's watching everything. He's watching it. You know, some people, it's hard to to sleep. They they can't sleep in a place by themselves. I got to know somebody else is here. I got to know somebody else is, is watching. But, but when you know that God is watching out for you, he doesn't just say, okay, I, I tucked them in. Now I'm going to go off and do something like we do with our kids. We tuck them in and it's like, okay, let's go in here and have some me time. You know, God ain't trying to slip off and get some me time. <laughs> He's like, I tucked them in and, and now I'm watching over them. And I, I'm going to let them lay down in both both lay down and sleep in peace because I make them to dwell in safety. God is watching out for us. And so uh, while he is resting on this boat, it's not because he's unconcerned. A lack of, uh, of panic, if you're not panicking, it doesn't mean you're not concerned. There were a lot of people that got upset with people during this pandemic because they seemed unconcerned. You don't care? Why would you say that? Well, I don't see you freaking out. I'm not the freak out kind of person. I'm the I trust Jesus kind of person. Oh, oh wait. But, ooh, that makes people mad. <laughs> How dare you have peace? How dare you not have peace? Why are you going to be upset with me for trusting God? Well, I trust God too. I couldn't hear you. Oh, I'm glad this ain't being recorded. I'm glad this ain't being live streamed. No, man, and again, I, I don't. That really doesn't bother me that people wear masks if they, want, if they feel they need to do it. And some may need to do that. That's fine. I should uh, Lord, forgive me. I shouldn't even have said that. <laughs> but what I'm saying is this, is that people who are not at peace are agitated by people who are at peace. And, and so you have to almost be careful to say, I trust the Lord. <laughs> you know, don't throw nothing at you. I do, I trust him. <clears throat> well, I trust him too, obviously. Obviously. I just agree with you. Yeah, okay. If you say so. I'm sure that the disciples thought they trusted him. They got in the boat. But I'm telling you, the Lord will grow you in your trust. And so I don't, don't think, 
I, I am a firm believer in this. And don't, don't think that just once all of a sudden you say, hey, I believe in the Lord that you ain't going to never draw back or be afraid or have something shake you or rock your world because it will. God will grow you and mature you in trust for him. And so the Lord was not caught off guard by this storm. He went to sleep knowing it was coming. There was many times he would ask questions. He said, I just want to see what they're going to do because I know what I'm going to do. I just want to see where they are on this journey. And so um, he just wanted to see where they, he knew if they had listened closely, he had said, let's go, let's, as in let us go over. We're all going over to the other side. But sometimes it can get so intense that we forget some things that Jesus has said, but there would be a peace in his word. If he said that we're getting to the other side, if he has to turn this boat into a submarine, we're going to get there because he said we're going to the other side. And if he has to do some kind of outlandish, miraculous thing to make it happen, it will, or if he just lets this boat get there, however it works, we're getting to the other side. He said so, and that brings us a peace. Uh, there was no reason, don't get me wrong, I understand it because I have been afraid. And so I understand it, but there was no reason for them to be afraid if Jesus was on board. There is no reason for me to be afraid. It's only when I slip into my humanity and my flesh and my feelings that fear begins to grip me. Even the psalmist said, in what time I am afraid. But he said, now I've got something to add to that. Because I'm sure he probably erased and changed it. Because he probably said, in what time I'm afraid, I go hide. In what time I'm afraid, I get my gun. In what time I'm afraid, I, or my rock and my sling, or whatever it is. He, but what time I'm afraid, I got another option. But all of a sudden, now he trusts God. And now he says, in what time I'm afraid, I will trust in thee. He began to learn where uh, to place his trust and where to have his confidence. And then he said, now, it's not that fear doesn't come, but all of a sudden I realize I've got a prince of peace that I can go to that will keep me. Uh, there's a word. Uh, you know, Nahum 1 and 3 tells us that God has his way in the whirlwind and the storm. We give too much credit to the enemy when the storm comes. Oh, he's tearing my life up. He's doing this. He's, oh, he's really having his way with me. But the Lord said, I have my way in the world in the storm because I'm the creator of these things. And uh, so it wasn't uh, the enemy having his way that day. These were things that God created. That, and so God said, I create them. I can calm them. I can stop it. And so God oftentimes is trying to teach us something. And he was showing them because they, they said it when they asked the question, what manner of man is this? I just showed you what manner of man I was. I'm the creator. Who's the creator? Well, God is. I'm just showing you one more time that I'm God manifest in the flesh. So you can see who I am and what I'm doing. I'm thankful today that God will show us what he's doing and that he has a word. It was his simple spoken word. Just one word from Jesus, just these words from Jesus that produced peace and revelation of his power over the elements of nature and in the lives of these people.
because it went from fear to astonishment to amazement. Maybe even a little just, hey, look who we got on our side. <laughs> you know, I don't know. But um, a storm can be very frightening. You ever watch, like, videos of a tsunami? There's nothing you can do against that. I've watched some of those videos from those things, and I'm just thinking those people that were caught out there on the beach in that water, there's nothing they can do. You know, it's just that. Or you've watched those videos of those tornadoes, and they're just, and just you see them, there's nothing to stop them. It's just people's lives are erased from the face of the earth just like that. Everything they have is gone. It's just nothing left, just a blank, empty lot now. And, and it's terrifying. And But the, the emotional storms, the spiritual storms, the things that we face day to day, maybe not just nature, but those things are just as terrifying sometimes. But God has the authority over those things. And he can calm those things. The power of his word will bring peace right in the middle of all the chaos. I didn't say sometimes it don't even stop the chaos, but the peace, chaos cannot hold peace back. Whenever he speaks peace, it's going. He said, my word will not return void. And when he spoke, peace be still, there wasn't a wind blowing hard enough. There wasn't a wave tall enough, nothing that could stop that word. And so when, when he speaks that word or whether we read the word, it still has the same power. So we, we're reading his word. Okay, that's good because it's just as powerful because he's already spoke that word. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. This is him. It's his word. And so his word is powerful and it's like that sharp two-edged sword. You know what I'm talking about? That word, we need it. And uh, when we have trust in that, when we love that, the scripture says, we read it last week, Psalm 119 and 165, great peace have they that love thy law. And nothing shall cause them to fall. When we trust that word and love that word and walk in that word, there's no reason for us to fall and give up and quit and because we know that his word will fix it. There's an answer for every situation. There's a solution in the word of God. He is the prince of peace. And there are times when nobody else can, you go to, I, would, I talk to them, I talk to them, I talk to them, and nothing's, then go to him. When you, there's nothing wrong with good counsel and people that will pray for you and things like that, but sometimes you're just going to have to get to the prince of peace. You know, a prince sits on a throne. The Bible says that I can come boldly before the throne of grace that I might find help in my time of need. There's sometimes that I've got to leave uh, the sofa of my friend and go to the throne of the Lord. I've got to go and get in front of him so that I can get what's going wrong in my life fixed. He is the prince of peace. And so knowing that, we need to start, I don't know, speaking that into our life and into ourselves and praying that into ourselves that, hey, I need to remember. Uh, Psalm 118 and 6 says, the Lord is on my side. I will not fear. I don't know, in this instance, he says, what man can do unto me, but 
if God be for you, who or what can be against you? See what I'm saying? He said, so the Lord is on my side. I will not fear. And that's going to cause a lot of people to question your sanity because normal people would normally be freaking out right now. But the church should be trusting God right now. Why is it so awful for me to just trust God? I can't believe you're not more upset by this. Just because I'm not throwing things does not mean I'm not upset. Just because I'm not going on a rant on my social media doesn't mean I'm not bothered. Just because I'm not posting every other post a political opinion doesn't mean I'm not concerned with what's happening in this world. I just don't care to get into that murky stream of dissatisfied, just disillusioned and sad people. I don't like what goes on in this world. But you can't post nothing that'll fix it. Well... I better move on in this lesson. But see, I, tr- I just trust God. And be like, you know, I guess that, that pastor, that church, he just don't care about what's going on. You don't even know me. Because <laughs> I do care. But the Bible says for me to cast all my care on him. Not all my cares. Let me put my cares where everybody can see them. I cast my care on him because he cares for me. He's concerned about my well-being. He's concerned about my peace. He's concerned about uh, what goes on in my life. He is my prince of peace. And I am not sorry or even the least bit apologetic over the trust I have in Jesus. You shouldn't be either. Don't let nobody make you feel bad because you love the Lord. I trust him. Well, that's just nonsense to you. But I've seen what he can do. So I trust him. I know who he is. I've read about him. I've talked with him. He's talked with me. I've seen him work. I see the effects of him every day. When I get up and look in the mirror and see this fellow standing where he is today, I know what God can do. So that's enough testimony for me, just the fact that I know when these eyes pop open and I am where I am, how horrible it would be to wake up one day and realize all this was a dream and I was still that sad individual that never knew Jesus. See, I've lived for him for a long time now. I know what he can do. And I have learned to trust him. The Lord that you serve is not caught off guard by the storms in your life. He knows they're coming and he's in control. Hello? He's in control of the outcome. He knew that the storm was coming and he knew that the calm was following. Just like he knows weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Too many people run away in the night. They bail out in the night. 
I can't handle it. I got to go. And he's already set up that joy was coming in the morning. And you leave before the breaking of the dawn. You leave before the joy gets there. Don't run out on the promises of God. Don't bail out on the promises of God. The Bible says, you know, don't get weary in well-doing. Because if we faint not, we're going to reap. He's already put that in there. If you don't quit, whew, but it's, it's tough. I know it's tough, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Okay, God's going to strengthen you. The Bible tells us over and over that God will strengthen us. And so I don't want to quit before that reaping. I want to reap if I don't faint. I'm going to get the blessing. I'm going to get the reward if I just don't faint. And when I realize that he's the prince of peace, it gives me strength to go on. Oh, kids, you know, your kids losing their mind and going crazy. And you think, yes, it. I'm, I, you know, I, ded- I dedicated my kids to the Lord, and they're still crazy. Can I tell you that dedicating don't, it don't bubble wrap them? <laughs> but then if you walk away from God, what example that give them? Instead, just keep on praying for them, keep on loving them, keep on, and man, guess what you, the Bible says, when you train them up in the way they should go when they're old, they won't depart from it. There's, there's something that happens, there's something that gets instilled in them that, you know, you plant things that ain't even bloomed yet uh, in their life, and if you just hold, you hold on, they've, they've always got a landmark to look to. You know, I, I know people today that's not in church, but boy, they'll tell you about their praying mother. I, well, my mom was always, you know, they, they, they didn't forgot that. They forgot my dad. Oh, my dad was always uh, in church. He was, you know, they, they, they don't forget those examples. And so let's don't bail out. We've got a prince of peace that's going to get us through this. It can be, it can be tough. The wind can blow and the, the waves can, can start coming into the boat. But you just remember that Jesus said, let's go to the other side. There's something on the other side. The Bible says that he that has begun a good work in you will perform it. He, he's got, he ain't planning on quitting. He said, I'm going to perform it until the day of my return, until the day of Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm going to keep on. You just hang in there. If you'll stick with me, we're going to make it. And that's the thing. If we'll just stick with him, we're going to make it. We're going to see it come to pass. So uh, remember that. Whatever happens between the departure and the arrival doesn't matter. What he said was coming to pass will come to pass. So when the Lord said, you know, you can make it, he told Paul that, Paul, just like you testified of me in Jerusalem, you're going to have to do it in Rome. There's a lot of things happen between Jerusalem and Rome. A lot of things. Uh, shipwrecks, snake bites, all kind of neat stuff just going on in Paul's life. Guess where Paul wound up? Rome. Yeah, he did. He ended up in Rome telling people about Jesus. You know why? Because that's where God said he would go. He didn't tell them about the shipwreck right away. He didn't tell them, watch out in that fire for that snake going to jump out and grab you. Nothing. Them soldiers going to want to kill you when you're on that boat. Nothing. He didn't tell them any of that. But what happened between the time he said it and the time it happened didn't really matter because God had already said, and Paul said, I believe God that it will be just as God said it would be. I believe that this life will be just as Jesus said it would be. In this life we will have tribulation, but be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. I never told you you wouldn't have trouble. 
Matter of fact, I told you you would so you wouldn't be caught off guard. I've told you these things now. <laughs> so when it happens, I'm trying to prepare you so you don't leave. He doesn't want us to leave. He just wants us to trust him, the prince of peace. I'm getting close to winding down. The fear of the storm was redirected because a revelation of his power that they saw. There's no more. They didn't worry about even the calm, the storm, nothing anymore. Did you just see what Jesus did? If we can just get our eyes on what he's doing, it'll, it'll keep us uh, focused on him, focused on our walk, and, and it'll instill something in us that, hey, if I just watched him do that, I can, he can do anything. I think it was why God would get so frustrated with Israel because I just drowned the greatest army on the planet to save you guys. And now you think I'm going to let you thirst to death. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I saved you so I could just let you dry up out here in the desert. I didn't wash your sins away and fill you with my spirit so you could just dry up in this world. Let me tell you, he's my rock, and there's water in the rock. Yeah, he's going to provide. He's going to make a way. He, hey, they, you know what? So they got a little thirsty. I dare say they were not near even dehydration. I think it was probably more like Esau when he come in from the field, and he was like, I'm dying. I'm starving. You've been hunting for one day. You, you, you might have the I ain't eat breakfast shakes, but you ain't dying. Here, here's my birthright. It ain't going to do me no good. I'm dying. Give me them beans. Listen, if you're at the point of dying, one bowl of beans don't fix it. But see, that's, that's what we get. We get so, uh, you know, just, you know, you know, Esau was a drama queen. He just... Love that drama. If he had Facebook back then, oh, Esau. Not again, Esau. Not again. I'm blocking Esau. You know, it happens. People just, they, get it, they, they can't trust God. And they, so they get in themselves. And you just can't do that. You got to keep your eyes on what he's doing. Remember who he is. He's the Prince of Peace. Come on, honey. Come to the music. I'm, I'm going to stop right on time today. That's good. You just need to remember that Jesus has all authority and power over everything, every spirit, everything in this world, any, anything. He's a healer of all our diseases. He is the one who forgives all our iniquity. He takes care of that. He binds up the brokenhearted. He opens the prison doors. He does all that. He's... And knowing these things about him, that's why you need to grow in grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. How can you trust him if you don't know him? I mean, you, you got to, you know, I didn't know he could heal, but now you do. I didn't know he could deliver, well, now you do. I didn't know he could actually fill people with the Holy Ghost. There's a couple of them back there that knows he does. Yeah. They just received the Holy Ghost last Monday night at prayer. And I tell you, it's awesome. 
And hey, we're going to be baptizing some today after service. I'm thankful for that. I had some call me last night and getting, got one getting baptized. So maybe two or three getting baptized today in Jesus' name. That's fantastic. The Lord wants us to, you know, the thing is, is, is you can stand with me. Jesus shares that with us. When he sent the 70 out by twos, this is what he said to them. I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions. Well, that's natural things. We have serpents and scorpions in the world. I mean, you can allude that to spiritual things too, but, but then he says, and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. That's what he told them before he sent them out. The Lord shares in that authority and that power when and when we receive the Holy Ghost, we're not God. But that word power, that dunamis, that innate ability of God, those things of God are in us now. We can, we can love people like God loves people because of the Holy Ghost. You can't until you get the Holy Ghost. But you can, you can have mercy like God has mercy. And you can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. The Lord shares in the authority and the power and, and he sent, that, sent them out with that. And, but, he, but don't lose focus. It's not, we're not on a mission to go just cast things out. And when that comes, then we've got the power and authority to do it. But when they came back, they were super excited. Man, the, even, the, even the spirits are subject to us through your name. And he just downplayed that. He said, that's not your reason for rejoicing. He said, rejoice because your name is written in the book of life. That's peace from the Prince of Peace. And so don't, don't lose focus. Don't go out trying to be a, you know, a, some kind of vigilante, grabbing people and shaking them, trying to throw stuff out of them and get yourself in trouble like that. But just remember that God has written my name in his book. And he has shared his spirit. He has poured his spirit into me and shared that authority, shared that power. Now, because I believe in him, I can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I can cast out devils in his name. I can, uh, I can speak with new tongues. That's what he said. So he's the prince. those are the things when you think about it, it should give you peace. He's the prince of peace. Praise God. Let's lift our hands and pray as we close. Thank you for the peace of God this morning. Lord, we love you so much and we're thankful. So thankful, Lord, oh, for your word that brings us peace. Lord, we're thankful that we can come boldly before your throne and find help in our time of need. Lord, I pray as we get in, as we get in this boat, this life with you, we're headed to the other side. I know we're going to have storms. We're going to have tests. We're going to have trials. But Lord, I pray that we can remember that you said we're going to the other side. Let us trust you, have peace in you today, God. We're going to praise you for all of it. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. If you love his peace, give him a hand clap of praise. What a great God. Hallelujah. What a great God. God bless you. Thank you for being in, in service this morning. Take a few moments. We're getting started back at 12. Looking for God to do some great things today. God bless you in Jesus' name.